Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. It's a show about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us stay on the same page as a family. You get it? Because we turn in the page. Anyway, today for episode 113, 113, we'll be discussing the FX show Kindred, which is available to stream on Hulu, and it's based off the book by Octavia Butler by the same name. Now, we read the book for the very first episode of the podcast, which launched two years ago, so we were very excited. It was like a full circle moment to see that Kindred was showing as a TV show on FX, so we're excited to get into that. We know we haven't seen y'all in a hot minute or y'all know y'all haven't heard from us in a hot minute but guess what we ain't sorry we was enjoying the holidays right baby we were enjoying the holidays and also not enjoying the holidays simultaneously because not not all holidays are enjoyable yes i was like every single moment i was like dang drag your mama oh no my mom is great but southwest was not yes yes uh canceled flights you know I'm not going to harp on it because there was so much good during our holiday, but uh, we we had a time uh, trying to get back to L.A., but guess what? We made it back. I'm happy to be here because we kind of left people to watch this show, and then we're like, we're going to hear from y'all tomorrow, and then we disappear, but we're back, and we're excited to do this, but before we get into it, we just got to shout out those of you out there. If you are listening even this far into this podcast, we love you, and we thank you, but if you would like to give a little bit more to the Wallen fam, join the Patreon. We drop the episodes there. We do yoga classes on Sunday, and we just get to do some behind-the-scenes stuff. We are really going to rev up some of that patreon content i have so many things in the drafts that i need to just edit and submit but anyway special shout out to the patrons shania kendall skater Erinique, runna latoya Brittany, and jasmine and remember the link to the patreon is in the episode notes if you want to give one dollar two dollar five dollars a month now ben talk to us about the christmas we it was your family's year and it was our first christmas with itty bitty it was so one of one of the big decisions we made this year was to stay in a hotel instead of staying with my parents. And it was really nice. Mm-mm. Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries Ooh. is pretty fantastic and very critical and mm-hmm. having a good time. And so uh, my parents have a lot of grandkids and yeah. they do a lot. So we figured that this may be nice to yeah. remove ourselves. And it was nice because if we got too tired because... Hanging out with anybody for long times, for me, I get really tired. So I just yes. want to leave and go read a book or, or like, you know, have loud sex inside, you know, the room without right. bothering anybody. Correct. Because I Correct. think us having loud sex might, I don't know. I might, it might it shake might up your annoy, parents a little bit. They're pretty might, religious. And, well, no, they wouldn't care. I mean, they would just be a... They wouldn't they, care. They wouldn't, that is not true. They're not re- for religious reasons because we're married. We're bound together. I know, but there's still something vulgar about it, you know. Like no, even, I don't think like even in the church when you're like married they, and awkward. happy and have a healthy sex life, then it's still a problem if you're doing some other things. If you're having some like spicy choices in the bedroom. Well, no, I mean, I don't know if you can hear our spicy choices in the bedroom. I mean, maybe you could hear the spicy choices. Can you hear spicy choices? In I a think bedroom? you can hear some choices being made in that bedroom. But yeah, we decided to stay in a hotel, which was just super nice because then the family could come over and swim in the pool and things like that. Yep, so I in. had a great time. Now, getting back was just hell. We had to drive two hours. Ben's family is from upstate New York. So then we had to drive two hours to Newark. 
because there were no flights coming out of New York. It was a mess. We're back. And now we're just settling back into our home and just like decluttering. We're hosting a shit ton of people, but it's, it's a good time. I, I, I love just like a rush of people during the holidays. Like I fuck with that. Sometimes you need your house back for like a day or two, but I fuck with it. Yeah. My uh, sister and her husband came yep. and they got our shit together. They're very yes, organized. Very... He, he was in the Marines, which he doesn't like to talk about. He was in the Marines because he told me that a lot of it's annoying how many people think that just because they went through the Marines are this like badass group of people and they yeah. can sort of be mean and disrespectful. So he doesn't yeah, really he, mention that. Last night that. he was like, there are so many ill-equipped people in the military. <laughs> he would say, I would say about 50%. I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> tell all. Not a tell all. Let me get my phone out. Yeah, he's like, just be, yeah. Anyway, it was, he's, he's sort of a funny dude, but he <laughs> helped us put, he's uh, a bodybuilder. He can like, bench press like well over 300 and he like helped us put off this huge tv mounted yeah because just we don't want stuff it falling up on, yeah we don't want it falling on itty bitty baby and yeah we're yeah. adults yeah we're, we're adults bitch yeah adults who get their in-laws to help them do do things that's like the most adult thing right yeah well here's the thing about it and this is like if you have kids if you don't if you're close to family if you don't everybody has a strength okay yeah my strengths lie in Content creating, video editing, uh, getting all your angles, taking great pics of people. And some people's strengths really lie in like you open their pantry and every single piece of pasta is in the right place. Like, so I fuck with people like that. That's yeah, not, I like having we that in my home, home but I don't know how to start like that, that in process. Their home. Like everything was like organized. Like every, they had an island that was just completely cleared. And he, I think some of that was sort of the training of the military because he, you know, they make their bed every single day. Like, yeah, it's like, what? Like, what? so when they I stay in our house, they room. make their bed every yeah. day like, in our guest room. So we're like, damn, we should make our bed. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was a good time having them there. And I just love learning from, because, you know, you can sometimes feel like we know better than everybody in this family. Now there was a time when your family was having a, a, a riveting conversation about uh, the Panera bread in town and oh, how yeah. like, can you believe this Panera bread doesn't yeah, have carpet like the last one? I was like, y'all are killing me. They moved me. the Panera bread from one side of the street to the other side of the and street. And there was, yeah. Yeah. Was, there was an uproar in the community. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. A lot of people were talking about it. <laughs> a lot of people were talking about the carpets being different from the drapes at the Panera, down at the Panera bread. You anyway. Know what, you know what other people are talking about as well? Our show. They're talking about our show. They're talking about our and show. They're writing re reviews on Apple Podcast Review, which is yes, another great way that you can support our show. So why don't you yes, go you ahead and read these two fantastic reviews? Go for it. Okay, Amber. I want to preface by saying our Wakanda Forever episode is still pretty popular. So every now and then we'll get some reviews like just specifically about that one. And I'll take it. If you take the time out of your day to write an Apple Podcast Review on Please. our bitch asses, I'll take it. So this one's from Mo My 82 I love you guys. So I want to jump right into the topic at hand. While I haven't seen the movie yet, y'all kill me with this. I feel like the point is, this is about Wakanda Forever. 
I feel like the point is that all villains aren't black and white. It's realistic to me if you believe to believe that we all started out with clean slates and became dirty over time and circumstances versus you were damned from the beginning, which is why politicians exist because someone deems him a saint or someone else deems him a demon. That is the human conflict of understanding that we ourselves are multidimensional and allowing others to be that as well. I love this show. Keep up the good work. Okay, a couple things to, to dive into here. Number one. Thank you for writing a review. Mo me 82. Thank you. Number two. We agree that villains should be layered and nuanced, right? We love that. We love the Joker. Number three. This movie just didn't do that well. They they didn't Joker the situation well. Would you? We spoke on it. Yeah, yeah. you can listen <laughs> to it. I Honestly, I really don't understand this person's point in this review. I'm just glad they wrote a five-star review so well they, they messed up because they 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 preface by saying while i haven't seen the movie that that was where you messed up because i bet if you saw the movie you would be like oh i see what they were trying to do with this villain origin story it just didn't hit like it was supposed to it did it the villain wasn't villaining like it was supposed to but that's okay uh thank you for writing a review you want to read the next one yeah i'll read the next one this is from genesis speedy all right can't wait to read just listen to the Space Between Worlds episode without without reading the book. <laughs> but now I will definitely be reading it. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on all kinds of stories and things. Helps doing things like cleaning and schoolwork way more fun. Yay! Yes! Okay. Uh, once again, you need to read the book. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Once again. <laughs> why aren't y'all reading, writing, and arithmeticing? I never what? understand why people are just mean to the people who compliment them, even if they sort of miss a point here or there i know no, i'm sorry like, momi 82 thank you Mo don't Me don't 82. take anything i say seriously. and i actually agree with what you say that people you know start out as clean slates i don't believe in original sin we're, we're born evil and sinful so oh yeah. my gosh ben i have to show you this um sound off if y'all have been hearing about this there's some documentary that's happening that happened and, and might have been filmed in 2000. It was a social experiment with a group of girls and a group of boys, okay? okay. And th these kids that were given a week's worth of cooking courses and stuff like that. And and look this up somewhere. And oh, yeah. they were basically filmed in separate houses to see how long they could just sort of survive and make their own little hierarchies. It's a group of girls and a group of boys, okay? okay. And so you see footage of these boys just sort of, you know, being a little chaotic and falling apart. <laughs> now, I want to preface by saying I haven't seen all of this. I saw like a three minute TikTok, which was the trailer for the movie. I want to preface by saying, uh, yes, boys alone or girls alone or something like that. And you get to observe these two different, you know, genders in these homes and what you see is the boys completely being chaotic and falling apart and you see the girls like saying okay let's get a chore wheel together like they just taught us last week how to cook and things like that and so it really wasn't an experiment that was based on like oh well see girls are just better at things da, 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 da. it was an experiment based in like what are the what are the expectations and responsibilities that we put on girls versus boys and then what happens when we, we have these group of little kids, girls and boys. What happens then when the majority of our world leaders are then just men? Mm. So if we literally watch these kids and we set expect different expectations and raising our girls, why then does that not translate to the job force and the workforce? Yeah. So it's a really cool documentary. If you Did you find the name of it? 
as uh, you just research it? Yeah, yeah. Is it called Boys Alone? Yeah, or Girls I believe Alo- so. Boys Alone. Boys Alone. Y'all looked that up. Let me know if y'all saw that. But it was just so fascinating to see these boys. Like, it, it was more sad to see the boys because they would just be shaking in the corner. Like, well, what are we supposed to do for food? What are we supposed to do for that? And the yeah, girls were like, alone. okay, Kimmy, you can do it. It was so interesting. Check that out. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, we're, we're not born just knowing or not knowing how to do things. Like, we all start with a clean slate. Right, yeah, and then yeah. we're socially conditioned, where there is the belief that we're born evil and sinful, and then, you know, Jesus or yeah has to help us. Um, right, right, right. Get, get better at organizing. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Got you, got you. Okay, so if you've been listening this far, do you want to talk about Kindred now? Because we are very, one, we're very excited. And two, I feel like we told everybody we knew to watch this with us. So we have to get to the money. Yeah, and for those who haven't seen this show, uh, you can still listen and enjoy this part of the podcast. So I'll give you a quick plot summary. Uh, So the story is about this woman, Dana, who's recently moved to L.A. to pursue a career in television writing. Sound familiar? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's sort of our experience, Uh, except we're not time traveling. Anyway, she goes on a date with a really chill dude with this like really groggy, deep voice. And his name's Kevin. And then she is pulled back in time, you know, on the day of the day after they sleep over together. She's pulled back in time to the antebellum south. And then this story sort of follows her and her first date, Kevin, uh, attempting to navigate the horrors of American slavery because at some point, Kevin is also pulled back with her. Yes. So that is, that's sort of the premise. And you can listen to episode one so you can hear about our thoughts on Kindred, the book that this TV show is based on. So some of the things that they changed right away is that this takes place in modern day, mm-hmm. right? So the present day is today like so there's cell phones so. yeah. yeah 2000 you know so there are cell phones and people are able to text and that sort of has a plot device i actually preferred that they updated it and then the yes the other big thing that they changed is that kevin and dana and the book have been married for a while right and so this is like, like a first date. Yeah. <laughs> i actually date. i like that change too i did i mean and i'm sure when it comes to like modernizing it you know, whenever Octavia Butler pu- published it, that was what was right, the yeah, modern. Yeah, that was the modern yeah, time. Like, so it made sense. It's like, why did she put this in the 80s? It's like, it was the 80s. Yeah. Or, yes, I think it was kind of published in the 70s. But I was thinking, the, imagine going on your first day and now you are pulled back into the antebellum South. And like, that is your first date. You have to learn how to role play. Because one of the big things is that when they're pulled back, 
Dana is like, well, you know, Kevin, I have to pretend to be your slave. Because yeah, and Kevin's I like, I'm uncomfortable with He's that, like, I'm yeah. uncomfortable with this. And she's like, I am literally a slave. Like, right. What do you mean do you're this. uncomfortable with it? Like, right, right. I'm, I'm the person in servitude. It, there, there's but a that lot would of moments. Like, if that was our first, like, if we went on one date and then we were pulled back to the antebellum south, yeah. that would probably rock things a little bit. Yeah. At, at one point, Kevin's like, well, you know, I'm not going back with you once, because we don't really know at one point how she gets back and forth right. and why she's being pulled back and forth, except that she's being pulled back. Uh, to basically save this little boy at certain points. Yeah, Rufus. Rufus. And he's such a sweet little boy, and he remains sweet. And in the book, um, by the way, the story of the TV show ends sort of halfway in in the book, I would say. So it doesn't cover the whole... The TV show doesn't cover the whole book. Correct, which is the most frustrating thing ever because there's if, if you saw the whole series with us you know that last episode you're like there's three minutes left like how is she gonna go back and get kevin and then it yeah. ends and you're oh, like that's a that's a big spoiler is that at one point she's the only one who can travel back and forth right and at this point kevin is right. left behind right i thought we were just doing spoilers anyway yeah, yeah, we yeah, always yeah, do spoilers. yeah i just that's how i was explain. like wait yeah, yeah at the end i'm they've sorry been traveling back no it's fine they've i got traveling. too excited no 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 it's fine They've been traveling back and forth, and Kevin is left there. And so three left. minutes, we find out. Yeah, what do we find out? The like the minutes? last three minutes, we're, we're essentially learning, like, Kevin's been stuck there for, like, five years or something like yeah. that. And, Time moves differently. And, and then the show just stops abruptly. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, we've all seen a cliffhanger, and we're like, what do you mean I have to wait? Uh, Severance did us like that, yeah. too. Like, I have to wait for the next oh, season. Severance. But, but it kept – it really – now, there were so, – I will say – Throughout the series, there were some times where I'm like, we could have got some more time on the back end of this final episode. We're, we're, yeah. I feel like we're wasting time in these scenes right here. But I thought overall the pacing was really well. It was well. Oh, the other big difference that they made is that the mother. The mom. Yeah, yes. there's a her mother um, shows up and her mom is no character in the book. And in this one, she has also it's sort of this inherited this ability to travel back in time. And her right. mom has traveled back in time and that was presumed dead for, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. or whatever. And now Dana discovers that her mom has been alive and been living and sort of integrating herself into the antebellum cell. That was a note that I really enjoyed as well, or a, a, an upgrade that I really appreciated just because um, it kind of reminded me, we've talked a little bit probably in the past about ghost the movie yeah. with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, well, starring Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore, but the real star is like Whoopi Goldberg, and she plays uh, Oda Mae Brown, this like psychic, and she talks a little bit in that movie about her mother and her grandmother having this gift of visions mm, and stuff yeah. like that, and so she was like, "Well, they had the gift, but I don't really have it, so let me just like pretend and 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 carry on this family legacy." And then lo and behold, she does find out like, "Oh, I'm a medium as well." And so it really, it was a nice touch in the show that Dana's mother and possibly her grandmother were having visions and like believed to be, you know, a l- crazy, dismissed as crazy. And then it starts happening to Dana. So I-, I love those moments in a show where you're like, oh, look at the characters having that shared experience. Like yeah. I-, I definitely had shared experiences with my mother, uh, obviously on different timelines. And I'm now like, we're a little bit closer because I I know exactly like now that I'm an adult, I know exactly what you go. Or now that I've had a child, I know exactly what you're whatever. So I really like that addition to the show. 
The other thing that I keep on coming back to about this show is that at one point, uh, they they start to get comfortable, Kevin and Dana. Yes, living they there. do. And it's and annoying. There's this really weird montage scene because essentially, I think the show is trying to show us that Dana having this close relationship with Kevin, it's presumed that the, because at one point, the plantation they're on, Tom, Thomas Whalen's plantation, yeah, he, he's the worst. he also takes, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, concubines, um, slave women, and he sort of keeps one to like warm his bed essentially. Yeah. And those people sort of receive to rape. They, yeah. yeah, to rape. And they receive special treatment. And so it's very clear the show is trying to indicate a hierarchy mm-hmm. of which Dana is similarly shown to have that relationship with Kevin. So she's able to stay in the master's house instead of out in the fields. And at one point, they're like, oh, this is almost like a resort, right? Because they're sort of yeah, being... Yeah, it's the, the cringiest the thing ever. The horrors of slavery are sort of being hidden from them until the very end. And now we sort of see these moments where these slave masters, um, even the quote-unquote good ones, right? Because there's this mm-hmm. narrative within um, the southern states of today that creates narrative of good slave owners. For example, yeah, Robert they took e- care of them. They yeah, treated Robert them like Ely, family. It's like, Robert what? Ely taught his slaves how to read. Yeah. So there, there's these <laughs> narratives that come out. And I think the TV show is sort of playing with that a little bit. Right. And then all of a sudden, Thomas Whalen, who's shown to be a kind slave master at points, turns into this horrific monster yep. who who wh- whips Dana in this mm. really, you know, um, violent, oh, bloody it's way. Oh, visceral, because, yes. Because uh, they're sort of, it's not, for most of the show, we're not getting 12 years a slave as far as violence. and Right. And sort of which the, I can appreciate because we've yes. already seen the horrors of slavery yeah. throughout, but they they gave us one reminder of like in case even you at home forget like here is a a, a, a very vivid reminder of like what's been going on on this show like behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, and there's a there was a constant threat of violence always, even if violence wasn't always being done. Oh, can I say something about that? Yeah, follow follow me, camera. What you Following. just said. Something else that this show added that was a really refreshing update was so that common threat on the slave plantation, there was always a common threat also in the modern day times because Dana had a next door neighbor that that was basically this like white Karen figure. Yes, very much. She's in the, which obviously Karens have always existed. There's always been white people who are showing up the zeitgeist now. Yes. Showing up. Who have always felt threatened by uh, people of color, black people specifically. So it was really nice for Dana to be a black woman who bought a house and for her nosy, like white Snoopy neighbors who felt threatened by her to, constantly be knocking on the door to be fair like dana was screaming and things like that but like this, and, and this neighbor with, like, bruises would wake marks. up with bruises so it was it was under the guise of like well we heard screaming we were really concerned and then it became like there might be drugs in there just so yes. you know um so this white neighbor just fully intruding fully being way more threatening than dana and kevin are to her so i thought that was a really nice gameplay especially given the culture that we're in now where it's like phones out let's let's show these karens going in the wild 
Yeah, there's, there's Oh, a, she was such a good actor. I was like, I am so the, annoyed the Karen, by this white lady. The Karen they character. nailed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, they, had, they got she, she also has a husband who's, you know, very working out. But at one time point, there's a confrontation and Kevin and him sort of fight, like right. physically get into a confrontation <laughs> and it's broken up. But as like, there, there's a really great line where Kevin's like, get away, you Dracula looking motherfucker is <laughs> something that will always stick in my, my line as a, yeah. a point of dialogue. Right. But um, yeah, I, it does take place in LA. And so there we are, love that. Yeah. Wow. So you do have LA is so fascinating because the more I read about the different neighborhoods, you have, mm-hmm very specific kinds of people who live in specific kinds of neighborhoods and obviously like anywhere else. But in this sense, um, just it's a little bit more extreme than I felt in a, in Chicago simply because the wealth gap in LA is significantly broader than the wealth gap in probably other cities. Okay. And so you'll have people living in mansions, like massive mansions. You get a little, obviously you see this in Chicago neighborhoods as well like uh like lincoln park like lincoln park or, or lakeview for sure if you have like a house in Bucktown but, or something yeah. but in this way i think you'll have these really beautiful neighborhoods but then there's sort of a there's sort of um i i i'm not i don't have my finger directly on it but i think there's more of a cross-pollination. For example, you'll have a really quiet neighborhood, but then streetcar racers will use that neighborhood to race through. Where in Chicago, you don't really get that mm-hmm. because the layer of the city and the policing of the city is sort of done um, a little bit particularly. Where here, the police, I think, are sort of all over the, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's a huge city, it's, very spread out. It's so spread out. It's not as uh, congested. Anyway, I'm, I think... I'm tr- I think maybe these these neighbors might be a little bit particular as far as they're trying. There's things probably that they're doing that feels very L.A. that I haven't picked up on. So if you're from L.A. and you've seen people like these neighbors, let me know. I, I don't know if it's unique to L.A., but... Yeah, it felt just very suburban for me, but they're like, I this is a quiet forever. neighborhood. You know, I, I, yeah. don't, I can't really hear anybody saying that in like Lakeview or Lincoln Park. No, the, I mean, like, because I to be fair, I haven't lived in those neighborhoods. There's more. Ho- oh, that's the thing. There's more houses in L.A. Right. I right. We're like sure. Lakeview. There's Lakeview and Lincoln Park has a lot of townhouses and a lot of condos. Yeah. You, there's not Con- a lot the of condos. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of condos in L.A. Yeah. Or, or you know, these it feels that way. Or we're, we're new walk, here, but it feels that way for that, sure. Maybe. Y'all, y'all can, y'all or, can or correct least, me if I'm wrong. At the very least, there's way more just houses. There's houses everywhere. Yeah, uh, but I, overall, I really, really enjoyed this TV series. I think they had a huge undertaking. Like, obviously, so many people have probably talked about, like, yeah, this who's going to make book. Kindred. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is the book to make, and I... I don't know. This might sound shady, but I got a little worried when I saw the FX was doing it. Like sometimes Why? they nail things, but sometimes I'm like, some. I don't know. When I think Le- of like Legion is a great FX show. I, when Sons I think of, of FX, I think of like some like failed superhero stuff. Sometimes. What are you talking about? No, their superhero stuff. Legion was really well. I think they're a little bit. It just more feels like TV, polished. TV versus like Netflix, HBO Max. FX? Oh, no. FX does. Not anymore. I don't think so. FX FX shows are sort of... 
Maybe I'm confusing I mean, really them with intense. like you might be CW maybe TNT and... or something. Um, you yeah, I can. Maybe... They made Wednesday. No, no, no. That's uh, that's something else. I'm I'm looking at like some of their shows so that you can sort of get in an, an idea. Oh, they did Snowfall. They do Atlanta. They do Atlanta. No. They do what we do in the shadows. I just American think if Horror you Story. googled right now, like top shows that Archer. everybody's watching right now, typically a FX show is not in the top. Reservation Dogs. It, right. I think the bear yeah. was great. Yeah, they did the bear. I no, think, they do good work. I just needed to be reminded oh, that devs. FX is that girl because yeah. I just don't think of. You might not have seen as many. Yeah. FX. Like I've watched all of Devs. Really great show. We've watched the bear. Love, we love the, bear. the bear. Yes. We've watched Reservation Dogs. I'm tripping. Um, That's I'm. And American me. Horror Story. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, I need to. I needed to separate in my mind FX and like CW. Maybe yeah. FX in my and- brain. They were like maybe on a different channel that were like on the like near the same channel. Yeah, I I could you know see. because is it because you can tell by the cutting that FX is made for TV. Yeah, that's true. So there's something about it. I'm like, why are they stopping this scene? I'm like, oh, that's the like stop and then the start for the commercial break. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this isn't TV. Come on, like get get with the other streaming programs. But <coughs> excuse me, I'm tripping. Uh, I'm tripping. Changing the subject a little bit, talking about kids. They're you know the mm. story. Sort of centers around uh, Dana having to go back to save Rufus, this boy who's going to inherit this plantation every so often. That's oh, the of, worst. And he's so such a little at, shit. Yeah. Well, at first he is. He's really he's really connected with Dana, and at one point um, he feels such a, an affiliation with her yes. that one of his friends, this little girl, comes in and sees him connecting or playing with his slaves i put quote or unquote and this little girl says oh are you still playing with your slaves i totally outgrew that and it and there's this really horrific scene where this little girl tells dana to come over to her so she can slap her like come on and the little girl is trying to teach this little boy how to deal with slaves and make sure that they're treated like subhuman and dogs that was a very intense scene yeah (laughs) And it sort of made me think of the way parenting was done back then. There's all these um, uh, just horrific things of parenting because I'm reading lots of parenting books. So gentle parenting wasn't a thing in the antebellum South. Surprise, surprise. Uh, And (laughs) instead it was like you... Gentle parenting ain't a thing in the South. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, But it was... It's because Dana at one point has this conversation with Kevin when they're stuck in the antebellum South where Dana's like, Oh, I can change Rufus. And I could, because Kevin ends up teaching him piano and, and they think for a moment that they can maybe raise this child so that he can free the slaves when he gets older and inherits Mm -hmm. the plantation. And I think the foil to that is when we're introduced to another child who is truly just evil. And you're like, yes. oh, or who has the, been way, to evil. Yes. the way the slavery system worked in America is that it was inherited and you trained your children to treat the, like at a young age, to treat slaves as subhuman. It was just yes. in the... That's what they very, do now with their kids. Babe. Right, yeah. The, the, and well, it was, not like slaves, obviously, but they, they train their children to be like, 
you know, we're 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 more we're better than them. We're whatever than them. But like, go to school and interact with these people. Like, they they might want you to use different pronouns, but you know better in this yeah. house. You, you know, just whatever what, the rhetoric is. Something that's sort of confused. I mean, for me as like a modern viewer, is that there are these moments where you have like intimacy between slave over and slave owner and slave, whether just as far as like a friendship. And at one point, all the little, um, the, there are slave children who come in and they put on like this Christmas play. Yeah. And then uh, they throw like fruit at them. They're like, oh, aren't they so cute? And they're sort of treating them with an affinity and an affection. And then on the next scene, you'll see them, you know, degrading them or whipping yeah. them well, or raping them or beating them. They're still. And sort of this, it's this psychotic. It, but it's animalistic. Yeah. You, what do you do to an animal? You throw a treat on the ground and let them go fetch it. Like that. Yeah. N- nothing about what they did treated them with kindness. Like e- e- in that scene. Right. You know, like no, no, like but, making them but dance. But in their and mind, do, it's seen mind? as like the slave owner's minds. Like, oh, we're so that kind. We're to them. kind. No, no. We're treating right. them, and it's just absolutely horrific. Yes, and I think when they put them in juxtaposition between that. I think this show did sort of what Django did a little bit. It was like, obviously Django and this movie or show showed horrific scenes that we've already seen, but they, they also did a good job of showing us things about slavery that we haven't really seen that were just as cringy, just as dehumanizing, just as subhuman as you were saying, like, uh, like that Christmas play. Like, I don't think I've ever seen, somebody like make their slaves like put on a play like so like with their children or anything like that but it but of course that happened or it's Mm. like the mandingo fights in Django. you're like oh my god like not only did you have these people in servitude you made them like fight like dogs like i i really hadn't seen any other uh i'm I'm sure i just need to read more to be honest because i'm sure those different different ways um besides obviously like raping and whipping slaves as a form of discipline and cutting off limbs and things like that i knew about but i didn't know about also like making people tap dance and and all of those kinds of things and um i don't know it just i I think that just added a little bit more of like not as not as violent scenes because you know when it comes like we've talked about this with Tanana Reeve do like we we don't need to see more violence of black bodies but they did some some really good storytelling there of some other things that made us uncomfortable as viewers and I think they did a really really good job with this series they they also do this thing where Thomas Whalen the plantation owner sort of presents himself as being brotherly to another character Luke yes who is sort of a I guess a slain overseer he's a black overseer the the foreman and they have this brotherly sort of understanding to, between each other until at one point Luke speaks out and then Waylon immediately sells him to a right. different person. And so you're like, oh, like it, it's, it's just that level fake. of we're best it's friends. It's so like fake. No, you're it, it kind of reminded me of like a little bit of like driving Miss Daisy. It's like. You're my friend, but I'm not your friend. Yeah. It's it's Th- so that baffling. Sense. Th- do you understand? No, no, that? yeah, okay. I do, yeah, and that. Yeah, it's like Daisy thinks that Morgan Freeman is. Her yes, friend. yes. Like, no, like you pay yeah. me. I'm, I'm your right. servant. Yeah, like, but you would never invite me to your house outside of this, right? Correct. Right. No, no, I I understand Correct. what you're saying, saying, uh, but I think this show is fantastic. There's a great target. Oh, so good. There's a great target Walgreens Walmart, um, sort of. Uh, 
advertising. So basically at one point, Kevin to sort of keep his mind grounded that the fact that reality does exist in a future, he, he repeats over and over again. Target, Walgreens, Walmart, which I thought was a that's nice sort of a weird way of putting in an advertising. Like, I wonder if Target, Walgreens, and Walmart paid to have their names put in. May, probably, you know, you know how things go these days. But one other thing I really enjoyed, and this is more so Octavia Butler's doing than it was the show's doing. I really enjoy how Octavia Butler, as Dana is jumping time. I really enjoy, I mean, this is, this might sound sick of me, but it has a point, I promise, that the wounds from the past are still very uh, present. Like, if she got whipped in the past, when she jumps back, she still has those scars on her, and and that is how slavery is, and we, we read that, like, uh, darkly book about the, the keloid and the scar that is slavery from past to present. And I know another, a lot of people don't feel that. And a lot of people don't know that that's present, but that's, I, slavery I, still is felt today in, in, many, in everything we do. Institu- yes. In our yes. institutions and even the yes. language. Correct. Yes. Our traditions. Yes, it is. It is the, the foundation, the brick that is laid that has created this country. And I think Octavia Butler did a really great job with not just like, because she could have easily, I don't know, just not had Dana had those same things when they jump, when she's but it, jumped But it time. becomes a powerful symbol, I think. It does. It, oh, very. And it becomes much more relevant to what's happening even today. I guess, like, uh, if any size, um, one of the size that I wish, I wish some of the themes were sort of tied in a little bit more with the themes that americans are wrestling for today as far as like race relations and sort of i wish there was sort of more of a direct connection because it's more symbolic you know Yeah, but i feel like that would have been too preachy get get, get specific on what you mean i don't know i mean i'm not a creator i you mean do you think they should have done it in like 2023 or or was it that it was in 2016 like because you saying it today, because I think they did a good job with the whole Karen. Yeah, bit. they showed like, a that felt bit very of relatable. Karen, uh, yeah, I'm not sure where else I would have wanted them to take it. Or like, I met a guy on a dating app and who gave me a ride home, and then we're hanging out, and now he's jumping back with me. Like, I don't know, all of that stuff felt very like current and relevant. Yeah. Uh, I guess the other sigh is that I still am unclear about your first sigh. Like, what was an example of something? I I maybe like. Pl- connecting police brutality with today connecting gaslighting of you know racial injustice right with what was happening back then gotcha uh there is a nice part where there when someone time travels or sort of has a supernatural experience in these kinds of stories there's someone immediately gaslighting them i'm glad yeah i definitely thought that happened yeah i'm glad they didn't necessarily do that because kevin after their first date like sees her disappear when he stays the night because they both connect with each other because both of them are orphans, mm-hmm. which I thought was a nice way of explaining their immediate con- connection with each other and affinity yes. and the fact that Kevin would stay. He feel, you know, he feels very connected with this woman. They're both orphans. Yeah. There was definitely a point where going, Kevin's like, I'm not jumping back. Yeah, with you. And I was like, uh, I don't fucking blame yeah, him. Yeah. Like, girl, I, like, I don't know you like that. Fair. This is our first date. Like I, I don't know if, yeah. if the shoe was on the other foot. I I, I probably wouldn't jump back. Uh, so yeah, maybe a little bit more direct connection with police brutality and 
and gaslighting as far as like yeah maybe the police could have yeah, entered uh, broke maybe, into her house a little bit more aggressively and you'd be like this is this is how they do and how they act perhaps right? perhaps the or other like thing with the, is that it is lower neighbors. it is lower budget like you can tell the set designs are not as clear or crisp as something Ooh. um drag drag no it's, drag it's just not it's just not in the same way that we saw with the underground railroad or other I feel like that's that what did. I was trying to say when I was saying it's given TV, CW. Oh, yeah. It's, so lower I, budget was just the rhetoric. I yeah, lower budget. I think they did a well. Whatever their budget was, I it's, think they did a really good job with. For it. me, it was clearly not shot in the south like the yeah. scenes. Uh, it felt, I think, it felt like upstate New York or something or New England um, was the actual set, right? Where, where it was supposed to take place in the antebellum south but again that's these fair are like, criticism I'm, I'm nitpicking i hope this show yeah. gets a bigger budget i also feel like uh if we're gonna keep nitpicking i feel like rufus was a little bit more of a little asshole in, in the, the in the book i think in the book again like we i hated rufus reading the book whereas here i'm kind of like he's sort of oh, he just wants to be read book. to by dana like no where's when he's like kind of cussing her out a little bit i think that happens and in, and in we watched rufus we watched Rufus grow up a little bit more quickly. So it's interesting sometimes when she jumps back after some months and some time. And I'm like, Rufus still is wearing that same wig from from a couple scenes back. Like, well, like oh, in the book. So, yeah. Or like yeah. or have him missing a tooth or something like you. You know, you always see kids like just speaking for ourselves. You know, we get to see your nephews maybe every three or four months and sometimes six months and they look different every single time we go back yeah. like maybe one's missing a tooth maybe the haircuts change again lower budget i think the set if right we had but makeup, i just think if, if you could just makeup, put a little black thing over a tooth like yeah you do that for for i just think they needed a little bit more creativity with that yes to show the the time lapse a little a little bit yes. more succinctly uh, agree the show is short like eight episodes right and so i think they could have at some points it felt a drag and then other yeah. points it felt like they didn't have enough time, especially towards the ending. Yeah. Uh, they so, pl they played us at the yeah, end. There, Sound off if you felt played as well. There is a huge, huge important like traumatic event that happens where Dana leaves Kevin behind on accident <laughs> and years go by years go mm -hmm. by that Kevin's there. I think like eight years. So he's a modern American man who has to learn to live in, in the antebellum South and <laughs> sort of um, Dana feels guilty over that in the book. Oh, and I'm we sorry. experienced that. Wow. You something are got still, me. Got me. Amber is still sick y'all. No, something. Thank you. Something's had you. Satan's had a hold like on you for three months. <laughs> for two months. Okay. I'm, I'm better. Thank you. Uh, do you have any, sounds like uh, you know, what would you say? Would you recommend this for people to go see? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Especially if you're like, you know, I'm not really into the sci-fi thing. I, I will say, I don't know. I'm trying to really think about if we weren't, did I enjoy it? Absolutely. It would have been a little bit harder for me to get through if I hadn't read the book. I'll be honest. Cause the book is like so well-written and so exciting. And there is so much TV to write. To, to watch right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, but I mean, I think that is happening with everything, right? Like I watched the first episode of Wednesday and I was like, 
Like, this no, is great, okay. but I don't have to watch the whole series. It was so good. Yeah, but whereas I watched The Bear, and I'm like, oh, well, there goes my night. So it, so it really just depends. And sound off if you're like, hey, Amber and Ben, you know, I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. Like, I don't, like, uh, eventually this will either stop happening or whatever, but I don't know. I think Kindred is a great book that Octavia Butler wrote. It's not my favorite book of her, but I want everyone to watch this so that more of her stories get to be shared with others. Like I would love to have Lilith's brood turned into a TV show. I would love yes. to have parable of the sower. I think those stories are a little bit more unique. Gotcha. And yeah, uh, Lilith's K- brood kindred is sort of the, the slavery narrative and how it affects us today is something that I think t- American television comes back to. Like we've yes, had this conversation before, like we get yeah. a slave movie. We discussed a so couple often. of slave movies on the, um, uh, you know, and I think those are important. They should. I always make this joke that like I don't want to get my eyebrows microbladed yet because one day I might be in in a slave movie or something and I can't have like these perfectly arched eyebrows and it's like <laughs> what? The because fuck? okay, when you get your this is a horrible side note, but y'all are looking at my eyebrows right now. They're really tiny. If you get or, or you're listening to how tiny my eyebrows are. You, if you get your eyebrows microbladed, they're like tattoos. They're like little tattoos that really define and make your eyebrows great. But if I maybe one day get cast in some sort of, you know, kindred, or, or I don't want to have perfect wh- eyebrows. What? Why not just a period piece like Bridgerton or something? Or a period piece at all? Yeah, but I'm just saying, slave movies are still being made. Slave slave movies and TV is still constantly being made. It's like, yeah, I sort of sad though when a black actress such as yourself thinks like, oh, if I'm gonna, I would love to do a period piece, and the one you automatically go to is the Antebellum South when there are lots of you know stories that. Okay, name name three. You uh, said Bridgerton, the, the Woman King. Is that a period piece? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's based on a true story. Why have we still not seen that? Yeah, that's We're shameful. F- fucking horrible. Okay. And what's, when When was Woman King uh, set in? And then also The Harder They Fall. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. I have to look at Regina King's eyebrows in that. Yeah. See if they're microbladed. Well, you know, okay. Because I talked about this before. I actually did get cast in something. When is it filming? Who, who the fuck knows? But I'm going to be a character in the 70s. Yeah. So even that, I don't want to have perfect eyebrows. Fair enough. But since we were talking about a literal slave movie, I was like, oh, yeah, this is another reason I'm going to hold off yeah. the brows. <laughs> All I right. can't be in the big house with perfectly arched <laughs> brows. Cringe, right? Wow. All right. I love you. Anyway, thank you so much for y'all sound off about the eyebrows. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the sci-fi side podcast. Up next, we're going to be watching a movie. We're going to be watching the nanny. Wait, nanny or the nanny? I think it's just nanny. I think I'm thinking of the nanny. (laughs) We're going to be watching nanny and it is not starring Fran Drescher. It is a horror movie and it's directed by, oh my gosh, my computer went blank, but. Let me go get her name because we got a woman director. Nikiyatu we got a black woman. Jusu. Nikiyatu. Nikiyatu Jusu. Nikiyatu Jusu directed Nanny. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. It's already there. We promise we won't leave y'all waiting again this many weeks. We really did miss y'all. Please let us know what y'all thought of Kindred, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.